Hey Sleuths, welcome back to Cold Case Study. I'm your host Morgan and my co-host Houdini is off causing trouble in another room because he tried to eat my microphone. I am so sorry that I've been on hiatus. It was a mix of mental health issues and a ton of schoolwork. But now that I know way too much about conflicts in Sudan and pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong, I'm back and ready to roll out some new cases for you. Before we get started, though, I want to remind y'all that the Young Queen Shop, which sells personal protection items you can use without breaking a nail, is finally open. So if you want to stay safe, sexy, and secure, check out her shop and use my personal discount code, COLDCASESTUDY15, no spaces. When your amazing purchases come in, tag both Young Queen and myself because I want to see all you sleuths staying safe out there. Today, we're going to my home state of Ohio. In October of 2018, I was a freshman in college, a thousand miles away from home, getting drunk, missing out on my 8 a.m.s because I didn't have an attendance policy, making bad decisions all around people. My GPA was like a 2.7 at one point, but I still heard of this case and followed it while at school. A devoted daughter, wife, and mother disappeared after filing for divorce from her husband. Coincidence? That's what we're going to try and figure out. So top off your coffee and grab your sleuth book because we're diving straight in and I've only got one question for you. Can you help solve this cold case? Warning. The following audio contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Cheryl had been married before she met Bill Coker. She and her previous husband had a daughter, Marissa, together. After that marriage ended, Cheryl and Bill were married in 1988, and together they had a daughter, Michaela. Cheryl was vivacious and outgoing. She loved laughing and was very close to her daughters, her granddaughter from Marissa, and her mother, who had been diagnosed with cancer. Despite Bill being more introverted and their friends and family not quite seeing the attraction between the two, the couple seemed happy. Bill was the rock Cheryl was looking for after her shaky first marriage, and the pair seemed to never miss one of Michaela's sports matches or competitions. On the morning of October 2nd, 2018, Cheryl woke early and drove Michaela to school. Michaela was 15 and a student at Stebbins High School in Riverside. Cheryl and Michaela left home at about 7.15 a.m., and Cheryl returned at 7.35, hopped on the computer on Facebook, and can be tracked liking and sharing things until 7.45 a.m. That final electronic ping is the last time anyone can confirm Cheryl Coker as being alive. Also, as you can tell by the jingle, Houdini, Lord of Chaos, has decided to rejoin us. So, good luck to all of us. Later on in the day of October 2nd, Margie Keenan, Cheryl's older sister, reported her missing, and her fears that something was wrong with Cheryl were only validated when Michaela called her aunt saying she wasn't able to reach her mom. You see, Cheryl always had her phone on her because she wanted to be connected to both daughters, her grandbaby, and her mother and sister at all times, and I can't blame her. So, Michaela, Margie, and Cheryl's mom, Mary Carroll, used Find My Phone to track Cheryl. They traced the phone's location to a Kroger's parking lot, 
It was found inside Cheryl's car, along with her purse that contained all of her credit cards and her ID. The hanky part here? The purse and phone were stuffed inside of a backpack in the car. Like, why would she do that to her own things? I don't think she would, so yeah, it's hanky. Now that the police knew Cheryl was missing and not of her own volition, because again, who leaves their phone and purse behind? They check the security footage of the Kroger's parking lot. In this video, they see someone exit the car, but they can't confirm or deny if it's Cheryl. I'm betting on not. And then a figure in all black is seen walking out of the parking lot. Mysterious figure walking out of the parking lot that didn't walk into the parking lot. Definitely hinky, so write it down in your sleuth book. While canvassing for leads, a person notified police that they had seen a man in all black entering the Coker's neighborhood, and then another member of the neighborhood offered up their private security footage from the backyard cam, showing the mysterious figure walking the fence line towards the Coker household. So let's think about this for a second. Disappears from home. Her phone and purse are abandoned in her car. And emerging from the parking lot it was left in was a dark figure that walked all the way back to the Coker house. Then later in the day on the grocery store security footage, Bill Coker was spotted walking to the store in a dark shirt, shorts, and flip-flop. The kicker? He had a large gash on his upper arm. And when asked about the injury by police later on, he declined to comment on how he got it. So let's put on our Sherlock Holmes dear stalkers here and think this through. Who could it possibly be? The husband? You can bet your ass on it if you believe what I'm saying. I mean, it's almost always the husband, right? Now, this case remains unsolved and no one has been arrested, but that doesn't mean the Riverside Police haven't announced Bill Coker as their one and only suspect. And Cheryl's family? believes in this wholeheartedly. Why? While I did say they that they seemed like a happy couple, I didn't say they actually were. Bill and Cheryl had been married for 19 years when she disappeared in 2018, and only about six years into their marriage did Cheryl find out that her hubby had a girlfriend. So she demanded that he dump her, and he did. But this is not where the drama ends. The couple became swingers, and by all accounts, Cheryl was into the lifestyle and happy. And y'all, I'm not judging the sexual lifestyle at all here, believe me. But it is important to note that Bill would blame the lifestyle for- He called Cheryl's actions, quote, risky, and insinuated that it must have been someone from the swingers community who abducted her. But what police found only cemented the idea of the husband did it. AKA the fact that Cheryl Coker filed for divorce from Bill because he refused to break up from his current girlfriend and even took this girlfriend to Michaela's sports competition directly before Cheryl's murder. You see, Cheryl, being the proper family woman, stayed behind to attend a wedding and Bill took, his, took it as his time to go to Florida with his girlfriend in the morning after Bill and Michaela returned home, Cheryl went missing. Hinky, right? The investigation is still ongoing, but the case went cold up until the spring of 2020, 
when Cheryl's skeletal remains were found by a mushroom hunter in the woods, about a 15-minute drive from the Coker house. The autopsy didn't reveal much of anything due to the state of the remains. The coroner couldn't finalize a specific cause of death, but declared it a homicide. Found with the body was a string of some sort, so it's possible that she was strangled or possibly bound. My personal opinion, hunch, guess, suspicion, whatever, would be that Michaela told her mom that Bill brought his girlfriend to Florida with them and that Cheryl was pissed, as she should have been. But when Cheryl came home from dropping Michaela off at school on October 2nd, she and Bill got into an argument about his infidelity and that he strangled her. He could have stabbed her, but I'm guessing, thinking of like a crime of passion, he'd a moment just strangle Cheryl right there in their home. Because if he had stabbed her, there would have been blood everywhere, and I doubt he would have been able to get rid of the body, abandon the car, and clean up blood like before Michaela would have gotten home from school. Um, then he drove the car 15 minutes into the forest, buried Cheryl's body before driving to Kroger's and walking home. He could have switched those last two around, but this is my theory, so that's what I'm going with, because it makes the most sense to me. Like I said, Bill Coker is the one and only named subject that the Riverside Police have, and honestly, I don't think they need more. But, as always, I want to know what y'all think. Do you think we have a classic husband-kills-the-wife scenario on our hands? Do you think that someone from the Swingers community could have killed Cheryl? Police haven't released any information that hints to her having a boyfriend or a partner, but it is possible. Her family hasn't mentioned any actual risky behaviors or theories that deviate from the police, and they do believe that Bill killed Cheryl. Let me know your theories by emailing me at coldcasestudy at gmail.com or by DMing me on Facebook and Instagram at coldcasestudy. As always, like, follow, subscribe, and if you want to make my day, drop me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. You might even get a Houdini pick out of it. I'm sorry my return episode was so short, but the public details on this case are limited, which is why there's so much speculation out there and in this episode. If you have any information on what might have happened to Cheryl Coker, please contact Riverside Investigative Services at A-C-O-L-O-N at RiversideOH.gov. Let me say that one more time. A-C-O-L-O-N at RiversideOH.gov. But thank you for listening to episode 14, Cheryl Coker. Keep your sleuth books handy because next week we're going to dive into another cold case. Bye!